Podcast Studios. This, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now, hey now. What's happening? You're back. I'm back. Yeah, my uh, my daughter, you know, tis the season. My daughter's sick. One of my kids was sick. So I had to like hustle out of here yesterday. So apologies for uh, me being absent yesterday. But thankfully, she's doing a little better, which is great. And thank, also thank goodness for moms because my mom swooped in and saved the day for today so that I could be here with all of y'all. Love it. Thanks, Ms. Mrs. Callahan. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's a brand new episode of After 9. Welcome to it. And and thank you to everybody, by the way, who reached out about yesterday's episode. It's always a little different when Kat's not here, but uh, we did have a talk about politics and many other things. And you're yeah. welcome to go back and listen to it. But like I said at the beginning of yesterday's episode, it's not good news. And this is Christmas week. If you want good news, skip yesterday's episode. It's not for you. Because it's, it's, it really isn't for everybody. And, and it's amazing how many people reached out about that point and said, I will listen to it, just not yet. So thanks, everybody. <laughs> I'm not ready. You know what we could do, too? I was thinking about that. Because sometimes you do need just a good rant. Well, should just like a, start a segment on it. Mm. A segment for those who like to hear it. I think we should do that because some people really need it. Some people want to skip it. And I get it because it depends for like day to day, right? You're sure. on your mood. Yeah, we, we try and every day set out to do a fairly balanced show and touch a lot of different points. But uh, when it's me on my own, I do kind of rant a little bit. So listen, like I said, it's there if you want to hear it, if you'd like to hear more of those. And we can probably arrange a segment for that. But today, Kat, mm-hmm. since you're here, yeah, I want to do this because I think it's important And I think it's something that a lot of people need to hear because it has a dramatic impact on the world and on our healthcare system. And I'm just going to read the story. And and if you get uncomfortable with this, again, feel free to skip this segment. But I think this is one you should listen to. It's one way to ensure a happy and healthy Christmas. A doctor in the United Kingdom is raising eyebrows after a shocking trend has appeared in our hospitals. This doctor is warning all of us of the dangers of masturbating with ornaments at Christmas time. That can't be a thing. It is not advisable to masturbate with Christmas ornaments, says Dr. Sarah Welsh, a gynecologist who was talking to Need to Know Online. She was listing the uh, dill do's and don'ts. Ah! (laughs) Dill do's and don'ts. (laughs) Of the scandalous Yuletide tradition, which does see people get hospitalized after they got a little frisky with some of the ornaments and some of the decorations. Okay, I'm thinking about my Christmas tree. It's a weird thing to think about. Are you you getting turned on? No. I'm trying to think about an ornament that would do that, but I, I suppose maybe there, there's those like long, like long majiggers. You know what I mean? The long majiggers. You know those like long things that just like puff out every now and again. Like you know those long ones. Is that uh, what people are doing, or it, what's happening here? It's like a, a lengthwise ornament. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, you could use those. Isn't that glass though? Well, I mean, you listen. Got to be very careful here. If you're indeed trying to make Christmas come early. You should stay away from just about anything that would hang on a tree. You're trying to make it snow? (laughs) Christmas ornaments, as the doctor says, can have sharp aspects or pieces that can break during masturbation, which can cause soreness, the risk of trauma, and are generally unsuitable 
for your vagina. Who the, who is fucking ornaments? Who's did someone start this? Is this like an OnlyFans that started it and now people are doing it? Like, what's happening here? I hadn't considered OnlyFans, but I suppose that's a distinct possibility. I think in some cases, it's things like candy canes and stuff like that. Candy canes. Now, think of the mint in your vag. Not real it, candy canes. Probably like the fake candy canes that hang on your tree. Like plastic candy canes? I think the Why candy canes on the tree are real candy canes. I Nobody does that, do they? Some people do. Oh, really? Well, I, the, back in the okay. day, people used to hang tinsel, too, and now we all think that looks like trash. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen anyone, like, hang candy canes from there. Nobody's masturbating with that. You know that plastic at the tip of the candy cane is really hard. That would hurt. Why would you do that to yourself? And why? There's no girth to a candy cane. Uh, true, but maybe it's just, like, the rubbing, or maybe you like the stick, or or maybe you like oh my the... God. I, I, I'm not even going to speculate about oh, what you girls should, no. do when I'm not around. Uh, even Christmas confections pose a threat due to hygiene issues, concerns about pieces breaking off, or the sugar content of things like candy canes, oh. the gyno warned. Oh, is the Christmas cake on the menu, Scott? <laughs> we'll get to that tomorrow. Anything with sugar in it, such as Christmas confectionery, should also stay well away from your vagina, as this disrupts <laughs> the delicate ecosystem of the vaginal microbiome, which can predispose your vaginal thrush, your vag, your re, uh, predispose you to vaginal thrush infection. Okay. Yeah. It's not good. What, hang on though. Is this really an ep- epidemic or I shouldn't even say that that's, there's not enough people. It, does this really happen mainly with females? And I'll be honest with you. Yeah. I would assume this is more a, a, a man thing. <laughs> Than a, than a female thing. I mean, she's a gynecologist, so I don't assume many uh, men went to right. see her for right. treatment because they stuck a candy cane up their dick or something she's, like she's that. She's just ba- basing it off of maybe she's seen a couple of, of patients who had similar situations, so she's yeah coming forward with this information. I would think if you're like a guy with an elf on the shelf up your bum, you're probably not going to go see a gynecologist. You'll probably just go and see a general GP or maybe a surgeon because who knows how far in it is and how they're going to get that out. Do you pull it by the legs? What do you do? I'm just picturing her. You know, she's got the tool. You know the tool looks like a gun. And then when you push that button, it just kind of spreads everything open. You at least probably know roughly what I'm talking about, even if you've never been to a gynecologist. I've stuffed a turkey. I know what you're talking about. Okay, so you put this in and you spread it open. And then that way you can get the swab in and everything else. And I picture this this gynecologist doing that. She pries it open, just making small talk like, so, any plans for Christmas? <laughs> and then she... <laughs> well, I got to redecorate then, my tree now. And then she pries it open. She's like, wait a minute. Is that a snowman in your, in your vagina? What is this? Is mm-hmm. that what happens? I guess it Did is. Did you leave this in here? Oh, sorry. I left it in there from last night. My bad. Oh, that's from last year. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> One of the pieces of my nativity scene is still in my vagina. What do you know? That's fucked up, Scott. She says, refraining from pleasuring oneself, these so-called sexmas toys Mm. might seem like a no-brainer. However, this unfortunate phenomenon is more common than one would think. Citing a case study from not that long ago, mentioning people inserting glass baubles and even turkey basters into themselves. Mm. Meanwhile, a social media post on a Facebook group described instances of holiday hornballs improvising with uh, candy cane, tree decorations, and even photos of them in um, various states of masturbation with these decorations. 
X-rays show a candy cane and a Christmas tree ball ornament were stuck in the rectum of one patient. Yep. You stuck a ball yep. and a candy cane up your ass? Uh, really? This is, is anyone surprised anymore? I'm not. Fuck's wrong with you. Uh, experts attributed the use of these festive foreign objects to autoeroticism. Yeah. Sexual gratification obtained solely through stimulation by oneself of one's own body. Yeah, I mean... We'll not spend any more time on this because I, I don't. I think everybody gets the idea. You, you you don't take anything off the tree and stick it in any part of you. If you can follow that basic direction, you should keep yourself away from the sex doctors at Christmas time. <laughs> now, if you do accidentally happen to fall on top of your little frosty decoration and it gets stuck in your bum then you're going to have to go and see a doctor. And then you end up as part of studies like this. And then people like us have got to come out again next year and say, don't well, accidentally fall while you're walking around nude for some reason on a frosty yeah. statue. Well, it happened again. Every year for some reason, I keep slipping and falling on this goddamn thing. Do you think, though, that the sex the sex shops, um, we, should, uh, we should get like an intern or something, do a little recon. Is that weird? But you go into the sex shops. Do they maybe have an ornament section where they also double up as like a vibrator or something? I feel like that's probably is a thing. Maybe you should just fill your tree with actual appropriate sex toys. Like, what an idea. Why don't we fill a tree, if you're really that horny, with vibrators and cock rings? Make that your decoration. That way you can fuck them. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. See, Would you get the switch. Wait a second. Would you... <laughs> And I mean, it's right there. Bottles of lube. <laughs> you're you're just sitting on the couch, and you think, oh, maybe I should feed the need here. Oh, great! The tree's right here. It's like an advent calendar, but it hangs on your tree, and every day's a different one. I'm brilliant. Why doesn't the stag shop call me for ideas? Do they have an advent calendar for those? They probably do. I've never seen it. I'd Google it, but if we have very anal people in the IT department, ah, anal here. people. Yeah. Well, five big cock rings. <laughs> Okay, I think it's fucked up that people do this shit. Uh, oh yeah, maybe, yeah but for I mean, sure. people for sure. are—we can't pretend it doesn't exist. People are actually doing this shit. It happens, and and I don't know, like if if I talk to somebody and they said, uh, Scotty, I got a problem here. I was feeling feeling a little horny last night, and I. I shoved a candy cane <laughs> and a snowman up my butt. Yeah. Listen, I, I've got I, a, I don't know what to say to that. I got a nutcracker up my ass right now as I'm talking to you, and let me tell you, it's a problem. You know those wooden toy soldier guys that people put out around mm -hmm. Christmas? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fun fact, if you rub them against your vagina, you'll have an orgasm. Oh, that's so fucking weird. But I mean, that's what people are doing. So stop that shit, everybody. Knock it off. That's enough. We've got enough problems in the world right yeah. now, and... We can't even keep children's Tylenol in stock. So the last thing we need to do is go through a lube shortage because you wanted to fuck something on your Christmas tree. <laughs> when you put it like that. Uh, let's see here. I got a sad story. Woman was killed in her home by a stray bullet that was fired by fans celebrating Argentina's World Cup of Soccer win. I heard about that. That is insanity. 50-year-old woman was killed. It happened around 11.30 on Sunday night after revelers fired a bullet. Family members heard loud firecrackers and gunshots during celebrations for Argentina's victory over France in the Qatar World Cup final. A bullet hit the woman in the back. Two bullet holes were found on the first floor of her home. I will never understand what it is that makes people think, yeah, I'm excited, I'm pumped. 
pew, 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 and start firing off rounds. What are you, Yosemite Sam? What is happening? (laughs) I don't, like, honestly, it's it's a certain type of people, but what are the odds, too, that she was struck? Like, that's just, it's such a sad story. Sure, and and, I mean, it's a one in a million shot, but, I mean, these things happen. Again, though, what's with the gunfire when you're in a good mood? Yesterday, we talked about guns in the After 9 podcast, and I I spent a lot of time trying to explain to people that they're safe and and that they're stored properly, and these people are vetted and trained. Not everywhere. Well, that's here. In other parts of the world, people will win a soccer game and pew, 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 pew. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Did that person get charged, by the way? Did we... I don't think or, they ever figured they out figure, who did it. I was going to say, when the crowds are that big and you think about all those kinds of celebrations, uh, that the, how could you ever find out, right? Unless that unless that gun was used previously in some kind of criminal investigation. I don't know if they ever will be able to link it. Speaking of guns, let's bring it back here. A mass shooting at a condo in Toronto just the other day, mm-hmm. and, and we're learning a little bit more about it. What was the, the shooter? It was, what, 73 yeah. years old? Yeah. And he went and shot up a whole bunch of people that are on the condo board. Now, in the past, when I had a condo, which was like 20 years ago, I didn't like the condo board. I disagreed with a lot of decisions mm-hmm. they made. I had a choice. I could join the condo board, or I could shut the fuck up. That was what I was presented with as an option. And ultimately you chose to shut up. And ultimately I chose, it's not worth my time. I don't want to meet every two weeks to talk about what color the flowers are going to be in the spring in the flower box outside the front door. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I just want the fees to stay low. And I think that's ultimately what most people want uh, with some basic amenities and services. In this case though, and I don't know where this guy got the gun. I don't know if it was legally obtained or if it was illegally obtained. I haven't been paying that close attention because, frankly, I find the whole story very shocking. However, one thing I will say is if this guy, this shooter, had a gun legally and people knew that this guy was in an ongoing heated dispute with the condo board. In fact, I heard witnesses on the news saying things like, Oh, I've been telling my wife for a while now, this is going to end badly. This isn't going to end well. Yeah. You can tell this is too fired up. Yeah. If people knew that, why the fuck wasn't this on the radar of the police? You know, the police, if this guy really was making threats, would go over. They'd have a talk with him. If he was a licensed gun owner, they might actually know that he's got mm-hmm. a gun in the house and they probably would have taken it away. I don't understand how it got to this point is my point. How did he have a gun when he was that deeply disturbed? Because our system does have checks and balances in that if you go through a mental health crisis, if you have a domestic issue with someone in your home, the police will come and take away your gun. They have every right to do that. Gun owners understand that. How did this guy still have one? Unless, of course, it was obtained illegally. But I don't know a lot of 73-year-olds that are cruising around Jane and Finch trying to buy a piece. And then um, he he shot and killed the it was like a wife of a different of another member too. It's just how insane is that though? I mean these board members and and maybe there was a lot of sketchy things happening. Who knows? I think a lot with these condo boards, some things are sketchy. I'm sure, right? Sure. No yeah. doubt about it. However, it, it the fact that it escalated to this is just is just so sad. And and there's probably no way that they figured this would happen. Like even if someone does have a short fuse, you don't figure they're gonna do something like this. It's nuts. I'm also uh, interested to learn more here. The SIU, the Special Investigations Unit, those are the cops that investigate other cops when there's an incident involving death or injury Mm -hmm. and the police. So the SIU got called in right away to investigate this. and, And that's fine. That story is in the news right now. I would hope they're not going to spend a lot of time or really any money investigating this. I understand there's an obligation, but certain things are pretty cut and dried. This fucking guy shot six people. 
Mm-hmm. He had a handgun when the cops encountered him. Yeah, I have. I, yeah. I can't think that there was any other yeah. outcome other than shoot the fucking guy. Yes, he was obviously out of control. Absolutely. In cases like this, I agree with you. Don't spend a lot of time on it. You know that person did the right thing. Whoever shot the bullet, whoever, or maybe there's multiple people firing at him. I don't know the situation here. Yeah, put an end to it. That's Clearly, all they need to do. Yeah. We don't need to waste time or taxpayer money investigating the cop. No. Other than to say, Why? congratulations, you're a hero. Yes. You probably saved lives by shooting that Why guy. Why show any sympathy or any indication that you may show a sympathy to somebody who goes around shooting people like that? It's insane to me. Also yesterday, we got the final report. Remember when that Toronto cop got shot at the Tim Hortons in Mississauga? Yeah, I do. The guy drove to Milton and shot uh, up the garage. That's right. Then he went to Hamilton. And from what I hear, that was basically an apocalyptic scene. I think they fired a shit ton of bullets at that guy there. Even that had to go through an SIU investigation. Yeah. And I mean, it, it has to. That's I, understandable. But like you said, just don't spend a lot of time on it. Well, this has been two months now for them to get the report yeah. out. And I don't know if maybe they're just trying to get all the reports out before Christmas so they can uh, put their feet up over the holidays. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. But again, I hope we didn't spend a whole lot of money investigating the cops that shot this guy up. I don't care if they shot their name into the guy's chest. Uh-huh. He had it coming. He shot, was it two innocent people plus a cop and killed him? I don't want to spend much time investigating this shit. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that is the case. Still with crime. I think most people were legitimately shocked yesterday when that release came out from Toronto police. Let me read you the story. Eight teenage girls have been charged with second degree murder in the death of a 59 year old man near Union Station the other night. The group of teens assaulted and stabbed the man early Sunday morning. Police say medics took the guy to hospital where he died. The eight girls were arrested nearby. Three of the girls are 13. Three of the girls are 14. Two of the girls are 16. That seems like a weird cohort of age groups to be hanging out at 1230 in the morning on a weekend Mm -hmm. in downtown Toronto. Who was that? Was this a gang? What was going on here? Some of the witnesses say that they were trying to rob somebody else. This guy stepped Uh, in. They beat the shit out of him and stabbed him. Is that what the word is? Because I'll be honest with you. When I first heard the headline, I automatically assumed maybe this man was connected to these teenage girls in a bad way. I thought vigilantism. I'll be honest with you. That's where my brain went. I Mm -hmm. thought a bunch of young girls attacking an almost 60-year-old man. And then my instant thought was, there has to be something this man did. But you're telling me it's looking more like a random attack? Second degree murder means uh, no intent, but they did kill him in cold blood. And who were they? These girls are learning this from somewhere. Yeah. Each other, I suppose, as well. But no, no, no. This has to go a little deeper. So I'm, I'm also curious to follow that one. That's yeah, messed up. We don't have a motive or anything like that yet. I'm sure it will come out in the investigation. But I'm, I'm trying to think of, I mean, the person who got killed, yes, absolutely a horrible tragedy. But I'm trying to think of what the, the next little while is going to be like for these girls. So after they did it, after they put the knife in this guy and killed him in cold blood on a cold, cold overnight Sunday morning in Toronto, then they got arrested. Cops showed up. And I'm wondering at what point reality set in. Because these were, I don't know what they were like. Apparently they were from all different corners of Toronto. Yeah, some of them had been known to police too. So there you go. But I mean... At 13 years old. Jeez, that's so young, Scott. That's so much. Three 13-year-old girls. So at some point, reality must have set in. And I'm trying to figure out 
Was it when you actually killed him and, and put that knife in him that reality set in like, oh, fuck, I just killed somebody? Or mm-hmm. was it when you got arrested? Or was it when you got to the police station and they announced you're going to be remanded into custody until you can see a judge? And that won't be until the week between Christmas and New Year's. So you're going to be in jail, no contact with your family for at least the next week. And then it'll be up to a judge to decide if you get bail. They're also youth offenders. We aren't allowed to name them. Mm-hmm. They are well protected by our justice system. And, and we've talked about that youth criminal justice system many times. In fact, if, if I ever decide to run, I'm going to make that an issue. Whether or not we need to reform the Youth Criminal Justice Act. Because clearly it helps some people. But when you get to a case like this, eight girls that beat up on one guy, mm-hmm. killed him in cold blood, and apparently had had other encounters with police in the past... Why the fuck are we protecting these people? Yeah, yeah why are we? I, I really don't understand and, why and we would. Again, I would, gosh, I really wish we were allowed. To, I don't know how much they're even going to allow us to know. Um, oh, there'll be a publication ban. There's going to be a, that's, and it's, you know, it's sad because we want to know more. I understand that they don't want to, like you mentioned family, the girls' families. Were the girls' families involved in their lives? I'm not saying that, you know, the parents of each of them probably knew exactly what they were on, but apparently they met on social media. Like what, where, what, and what, where's the motivation? Did they need money? Was it about money? Is this a gang that they were trying to start? Uh, Gosh, I have so many questions. I mean, I can't begin to understand it, and I'm not going to guess as to what happened here. But when we find out more, we'll let you know. The weather is all over the place. I think everybody understands we're going to get a nasty storm here starting tomorrow, and we'll talk about that in a sec. But first off, I'm actually nervous at this point. Are you? I mean, I was worried initially because my daughter lives in Kelowna, B.C., And I was worried about booking her flights so close to Christmas, but she's got a lot of exams to write and she's got important work to do while she's there. So the best flight option I could get because the 23rd was sold out was Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. And she's scheduled to land at six o'clock on Christmas Eve. Right. And we now know we're going to be in the soup at Pearson Airport. It is going to be awful. So it's not necessarily looking great. It it isn't looking great. And and I didn't even know until she texted me yesterday, they're having a hell of a storm on the West Coast. Vancouver has got 30 centimeters of snow. And while you may say, so, so, big deal. Hmm. They're not ready for that. In fact, I heard it is so bad in Vancouver, they're considering buying a second snowplow. <laughs> yeah, that's a rainy. For those who don't know, though, maybe people do, really don't understand. Like Vancouver's like a rain area. You know what I mean? At, at best, like rain, maybe some slush, light amounts of snow. They never get snow like that. Right. It's warm water and yeah. warm air from the Pacific. Yeah. So they don't get a lot of snow there. 460 yeah. flights out of Vancouver have been canceled. They shut the airport down yesterday. And while I have every confidence that this storm is going to blow over fairly quickly, there's cleanup. And then there's backlog. And there's a lot of people that are out on the West Coast right now that need to get back to Ontario Mm -hmm. for Christmas. And if their flight continues on, good. But there's a lot of people that need to get rescheduled now from flights that were canceled over the last couple of days. So basically, they're jamming like, say, 10 flights into three over the next couple of days to try and get these people back. And I'm in good shape. I mean, she's got a confirmed flight. Mm-hmm. Air Canada, coming home, wonderful. But those people who got bumped yesterday and are getting bumped today, I don't know how they're getting home. And that's a shitty feeling. Yeah. It could be another Zoom Christmas 
when we for, don't even need to Zoom yeah, Christmas. For a lot of people, it could be. But Actually, isn't that the joy of living in Canada when you just really don't know what's going to happen? Like, I don't remember a storm like this around Christmas in a long time. I remember one year when I, I couldn't even tell you what year it was, but when I was a kid and we'd had plans to go out on Christmas Eve, it was the only time we had to cancel plans with our family that we used to have Christmas uh, Eve celebrations with every year. The only time, the only time it was one very bad storm. So this one's, uh, yeah, th- I haven't seen, I'm, I'm, I'm good with a lot of snow this year. I don't care. Like, I'm good with it. But but again, but I'm not traveling. I'm not going anywhere. So I'm okay. If I'm trapped inside, I'm good. Well, I will hope for the best, not just for my daughter, but for everybody else. Yeah, uh, I want people to be able to travel and go home or, or see family, whatever it is, visit places for sure. There's also people here that need to get there. Yeah. And I think you're probably going to be screwed if you haven't left by tomorrow afternoon. The way this storm is coming in, one meteorologist last night called it a generational storm. The fact that it's this prolonged, this big, it stretches down to the Gulf of Mexico. It's almost here and it stretches all the way across continental USA. And it's going to happen over Christmas. That almost never happens. It's strange. How many Christmas specials have you seen with Santa flying through the blizzard trying to get those (laughs) presents delivered? This year it's actually (laughs) happening. This is like a Hallmark movie waiting to happen, right? The Christmas storm. Girl comes in from a blizzard seeking shelter and warmth. (laughs) Runs into a small town man who happens to run a bake shop. The meteorologists do not agree on how it's going to go down because there's still a couple of different ways it could hit Ontario. In the central part of Ontario, right up into cottage country, they're now saying 30 to 50 centimeters of snow. You know what though? Up there, they're like, okay. Like, I don't know. There's certain areas where you're like, yeah, all right. You expect that. Sure. Yeah. There's an area of southwestern Ontario that basically stretches from Sarnia right through Kitchener, Waterloo, and Cambridge, through Guelph, across the Oak Ridges Moraine and through Halton Hills, and out through into Durham region. That area there is the splash zone for Ontario. Mm -hmm. In that area, they're already saying blizzard. Blizzard Blizzard-like conditions that are going to last Friday and Saturday. And then by Sunday, Christmas Day, you should be able to get out and move around and go see your family or your family can come to you. Yeah. But we're still going to be getting nasty snow squalls, which could be intense at times. So I know it's cliche and I know the weather people are saying it. I'm not going to necessarily pile on yet, but the, the advice we're all being given is alter your travel plans. Or at least have a contingency or a backup or something, right? Well, they're also worried about utility outages, and that's a serious that concern. Scares the most, that scares me more than anything else. 120 kilometer per hour winds yeah. is hurricane force winds, but replace the rain with snow. Yeah. So you've got snow coming down at 120 kilometers an hour. It's going to be accumulating at three to five centimeters per hour in some areas. That's awful. And it's going to bring down some hydro lines. And it's Christmas. I don't know how many crews they've got available to go out and repair this shit on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But I see a scenario here where you're going to have households across Ontario trying to figure out how to cook a fucking turkey on the barbecue. (laughs) I'm having ribs for Christmas Eve dinner. You gave me that idea earlier today. I think I'm just going to do it. Like, that'll be the plan. And at least I know my barbecue is going to be working. So ribs it is, kids. We're having ribs. A a barbecue is just like an oven. You can cook anything on it. Sure you can. And and that's fine, but I don't know how many people know that, but it is basically just an outdoor oven with a little fire underneath. I I don't know, though, how that's going to work out for people that have, like, baking that they wanted to do and stuff like that. (laughs) These cookies are a little churred. (laughs) 
My cookies smell like ribs. Ah, uh, just you know what? If any, if you take anything away from this podcast and you celebrate Christmas and you have plans, do as much as you can in advance. Take away that from this. Do as much as you can, just in case. And hopefully, it isn't as as big as they as some say and some predict. Do as much as you can in advance. Prepare yourself. And then if you absolutely have to stay in, think of the upside. If I have to stay in all weekend, I'm okay with that, Scott. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm supposed to go to my mom's house for Christmas dinner. And she lives in Cambridge. And dad lives not far from mom. So I was going to drop in and see him. Mm -hmm. I may cancel the whole Cambridge trip. Because if you're listening to us in the GTHA, well, let's just call it the GTA. Because Hamilton... Anything could happen. You could catch a little bit of the storm's winds as it's heading out towards Prince Edward County across Lake Ontario. Hamilton might be bad, but basically around the lake from mm-hmm. Burlington out to Pickering, they say should be okay. That's where you're going to get, say, 5 to 15 centimeters of snow. That's not bad. Not bad. That's a regular snowstorm yeah. here, but you will get the winds. That'll be blowing. It's not going to be nice. The other problem here, too, is the rain starts tomorrow, Thursday afternoon. It continues overnight and into Friday morning. That's when the temperature is going to plummet. And when the temperature plummets, water freezes. So they're calling it a flash freeze with intense snow coming in on top of it. Mm. It's really not going to be a nice drive on Friday or Saturday. So... You might want to get your shopping done early, everybody, because sure. Friday and Saturday may not be viable options to just up and head out to the mall. Yeah. Okay. Well, some good tips, and uh, we'll be back on tomorrow. Last podcast of the year is going to be tomorrow. Do you feel pressure to be better? No, not really. <laughs> no, neither no. I'm, you know, pretty. I'm just. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But we will uh, inform you on all kinds of things. We'll have a little, little fun tomorrow on Christmas, and and so much more. New Year's Eve. Maybe we'll even talk New Year's Eve. We could talk New Year's Eve. Yeah, actually. let's do that. Okay. Have a good one, everyone. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.